Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network for a nice afternoon episode of 24. Lunch is over and we're digesting and there's a lot of digesting going on in this episode, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> there's not much else going on. Uh, we are up to episode six, 1 to 2 p.m., I believe. Sure. 1 to 2 p.m. Let's call it 1 to 2 p.m. Um, and if it's not, nobody cares because we're in season two of 24. This is how it's going. Uh, my name is Colin and how's my racial profiling going now? <laughs> I thought you would say that one. Uh, and my name is Ben and I've changed my mind. I don't want to go He's me. And I thought you would say that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I, I, I was actually going to go with I'm here because I have to, not because you're my friend um, or I'm your friend or whatever it was, but I, I didn't want to be mean to you. So, you know. Look, I, I don't want to trash this episode too much uh, because really there's, there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it that's not wrong with every other episode this season. So it doesn't even spoil my review or my ranking or anything just to say the unfortunate thing in this episode, let's just say it, is the most that goes on is all in Kim's storyline. <laughs> Everything else oh. is just uh, killing time. Um, I feel so bad. I mean, Jack gets to explode a couple times, so uh, it, it sort of feels like it comes out of nowhere like everything else in the season. Tony gets to racially profile. Uh, <laughs> but Sherry's back. I mean, we, we have the return oh. of some returning favorites, and it, it feels just kind of awkward to have them back. Look... You're talking about digestive systems before. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Sherry's back. We've got a great scene with Jack and Nina. Um, but, oh, no. Like, there's just something about this episode that just... And maybe it is because it's so Kim-centric and she's... Because, like, oh, like, it just... I got so angry with Ugh. Kim this way, even more so than usual. Because, like, there's just... There's just so many things that... And I don't know if I'm just doing this because I'm getting critical and being too picky about things. But, like... There was so much in this episode that just makes me mad. Again, as I say every week, there is a nuclear bomb about Ugh. to go off in Los Angeles at any second now. Less than 10 hours to go now. Everyone's chilling out like it's a casual Friday. Like, oh, Ugh. what are you what are you doing on the weekend, Mr. Pre like it's there's no urgency to this. And it's like, again, it's just it's just frustrating that all the action we get is weird. Guy who is apparently Latino, um, or has he just been racially profiled by the cops? Um, and like, okay, I'm gonna hold this up to the camera. Nobody, this isn't a video. You can see this, but you know what annoys me about this episode is the publicity shot for this this episode. Look how stupid it is. It's yeah, I know. I can't wait to talk about Karate Miguel. <laughs> because you know why this like stains this? I remember when I used to buy TV Week in Australia and they had the little like, you know, what's on TV this week? And they had this episode of 24. And that was the fucking picture of Karate Miguel standing <laughs> off with dick face while Kim's in the background going, oh, protect me. Like that picture alone makes me mad about this episode. So Sherry's back. Yay. But even then I'm like questioning Sherry and I don't want to question my Sherry. So, oh, yeah. I, I think the silver lining here is that some of the things that are introduced, not Kim stuff, but some of the things that are introduced actually do start to go somewhere. I, I think that we've both said Sherry's role in this season is actually quite good. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I underestimated how bad of an introduction this was to Sherry. I mean, we'll get to it uh, in, a, in a minute. But it just it just feels like, yeah, you're really stretching things here. Like you could have written a, a, a better reasoning. 
more rational explanation. It's just sort of like she shows up and she's like, hey, I think I can help. And Palmer's like, all right, <laughs> I'll get you a phone. Exactly. <laughs> and even him, like, I know we're jumping ahead here. You better not be manipulating me, Sherry. Like, <laughs> you divorced her for a reason, Palmer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Let's let's get Kim out of the way here. Unfortunately, this is going to be half of our episode, though. But uh, I just I love you were saying everybody's just calm. It's like, yeah, nuclear bombs on the way. What does Miguel do? They're sitting in a very echoey stairwell. So how much time do we have before this nuke comes, Kim? <laughs> like, keep your voice down, Miguel. <laughs> this is what tell I- you. <laughs> it's just, oh, Miguel's terrible. I, I I wasn't quite on board with your your Miguel hate until I rewatched this episode and part of it will be something that'll come up later on, which I completely forgot about, which we've already teased. Uh, but Miguel's just awful. Like, I don't care about him. He, he's, there's nothing wrong with him. I mean, there's going to be some things wrong with him later on, but uh, he's just, he's just, a, a, he's a terrible character uh, and he's an unnecessary character. Uh, so the doctor is questioning Gary. And what is the first thing they say? Listen, this girl has some head trauma. There's going to be some questions. Kim is listening to this. Like, this is the vindication what we're saying all season. All you say is, well, why don't you talk to the dad? Yeah. It's right here. It's all logical. And, and everything Kim does up until now has just been her being a fool. Now that she's actually witnessed them being suspicious of Gary, this should be her saying, okay, you know what? She's in good hands. I'm not going to worry about this. But, but but is she being suspicious of this is my problem. Like, this doctor is the worst. Like this doctor's all like, oh, yeah, so it's confirmed that concussion thing is because of the head trauma. You got her in this hospital like in five minutes and got a CT scan. I was like, she's got concussion. You're the abuser, Kim. But when the dad comes along, oh, definitely the concussion because of head trauma. Absolutely sure. But then like this doctor, she's like, oh, yeah, so we can't release her until we find out how she got these. Like, no, mm-hmm. as a doctor, concussion means we have to monitor her for like 20. Like, yeah. you watch hockey, I watch sport. Nowadays it's so strict with concussion. Like in the AFL, if you get diagnosed with concussion, you are not playing for the rest of the game. You are going to hospital to be monitored because it's dangerous. Like, I love how she passes this off as until we get to the bottom of it. She's not even <laughs> questioning him. Before it was all like, Kim... She's got concussion. You're a white blonde woman. You must have abused this child. <laughs> We're calling the cops. A white man comes along. Oh, well, you couldn't have done anything wrong. You must be okay. By the way, no cell phones. Ah, uh, 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 they cause no. a bad signal. <laughs> like, she's the worst. I hate this doctor. <laughs> um, I- I'll mention the cell phones in a second, but something I never thought about till now. Is it almost topical that maybe they should have made a bigger deal about this? In 2002, this is coming off of all those big news cases about shaken baby syndrome and nannies mm. abusing. This was actually a big thing. So maybe maybe it fits better in 2002. This is like the, the it, similar to what the Kate storyline is. If you really look at it from the time period, it almost makes more sense. But they don't really do that at all. It's not like, you know, I've seen, if you have one line, I've seen plenty of nannies that have done this. And that's, and that's the thing. Play it off with that. Or like Gary's literally got sutures on his head where Kim bashed him. Yeah. So why? <laughs> and like, this is where, like, again, it takes a line or two to explain this. Gary can be like, oh yeah, like she's actually abused me too. Here's the police report. Like I was in the alley trying to find her and she just, she attacked me and oh yeah, she's definitely evil. And yeah, shaking <laughs> babies and shit. I've got nanny cams. Like, <laughs> like, because like, like I, I am a man, I am a white man and I don't like being profiled, but like, I'm sorry, he is going to get profiled <laughs> as the dad with an abused daughter versus a young, innocent teenage girl. I'm sorry, yeah. Gary's getting profiled. That's what's going to happen. So this is just, this is where I'm, I'm getting angry. This whole storyline is angry every week with me because like, it just makes no sense. And like, literally Kim has got an easy out of all of this, and I'm jumping ahead right now, but she literally makes so many things worse by turning into a criminal in this episode. I know. <laughs> well, well let's, let's, let's get to there in a minute. So Gary uh, was told, no cell phones, <laughs> she said. I love, though, when, when he's in there, he's basically trying to sneak Megan out, and when, when he's like, uh, where they get the call. So Miguel's like, I got a plan. <laughs> this is uh, whoever from accounts receivable. Like, you have a call, Gary. 
Okay, well, can you transfer in here? I love this snotty nurse ladies. No, we don't have phones unless you order one. <laughs> Which they're doing so many things to make Gary evil, right? Like, yeah. oh, he hits, you know, okay, a couple of things, he's done evil. Don't threaten to kill people. But, like, at this point, he's literally sitting with his daughter, can't use a phone. Okay, well, let's run away to Mexico, sure. But then, like, literally, you know, like, they make him act so suspicious. Why can't I take it in here? Like, oh, curl your mustache, you evil man. And <laughs> like, again, bedside manner of doctor, bitch. Nurse, bitch. And then basically, oh, couch receiving. Why do I have to take this now? Like, it's like, oh, evil. Gary doesn't want to do his accounts right now. Oh, must be Hitler. <laughs> uh, and, and now let's get into Kim being the world's worst nanny ever. Uh, so a couple things she's going to do here. One, she's going to kidnap, now legitimately kidnap Legitimately a girl. kidnapping a girl from a hospital with concussion, right? <laughs> exactly. Who went into a seizure earlier. So now you're taking a seizuring little girl out of the hospital after making a prank phone call to lure the father away. So you've committed phone fraud, yep. kidnapping. Yep. Let's add Grand Theft Auto to that too because they're going to steal Gary Scarley. <laughs> And abuse because then Miguel just punches the shit out of Gary, knocks him out again. Yeah, assault. <laughs> and you're doing this all on hospital grounds, you know, no respect for the other patients. Kim is going away for life when this season is over. Um, but but my best part here of the episode is where Gary's like, all right, meet me in the garage. If I don't make it there in five, I'm not coming. No, we're not leaving without you, Miguel. All of this because a nuclear bomb is about to explode. You need to get this abused little girl out of there, and you're willing to wait for Miguel? Exactly. Like, <laughs> no can go logic at all. Any second. My favorite bit is when Kim approaches the, uh, when Gary approaches him, and he's like, "Give me my daughter back, or I'll make sure you go to prison for twenty years." <laughs> I just want Kim to be like, oh, well, that's okay. As long as it's not 21, 20's fine. I'll still be in my 40s then. Like, I just thought that was so specific. Like, I could try for 25, but I know I'm not going to do it. But I could definitely do it for 20 years. <laughs> like, why do you need to add, like, just literally say, oh, definitely, Kim, I'll make sure. You threatened to kill her, like, three hours ago. Now you're like, I will make sure you go to prison. 20 years. <laughs> I just want to be 20 to life. <laughs> He's going to know exactly the sentencing she's going to get. <laughs> For 20 to 25 years with parole. <laughs> <laughs> Subject to sentencing behavior. requirements from the state of California, <laughs> subsection C72. <laughs> and if you get a what good lawyer, it might be 15 years. <laughs> well, what is it that Gary does for a living again? Oh, even abuses women and he's Hitler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's the most evil man in 24. Like, bung cell phone calls in a hospital. <laughs> like, see, like, again, I'm not defending Gary. Somebody may or may not be dead in the trunk of that car. Spoiler alert. And <laughs> maybe don't hit your child and throw her up against a bed and threaten to kill your nanny. Not defending him there. But, like, the way they're painting this guy out, like, oh, he checked out Kim in her underwear in the bathroom. Sorry to say. <laughs> Kim walking around in her underwear and not exactly like as soon as Gary does it. Oh, Gary, I'm uncomfortable. Don't look at me like that. You're married. Like Kim's loving it. She's going, mm, yeah, you know, you've got a really great body. Kim, do you work out? Thanks. I swim. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're not exactly going, Gary, I'm uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sorry. This is 2002, right? You know, sorry, different age. But like, it's, <laughs> I'm trying to say that Gary is evil, but not like Hitler evil. <laughs> like, well. Well, <laughs> let's wait and find out what's in the trunk of the car. <laughs> what's in the trunk? What's in the trunk? For but 20 let's years. Not, <laughs> let's let's not forget during the altercations, Gary spies they're taking Megan away and he comes outside. First of all, this Gary should just let it go. Yeah. At this point, he's like, "Oh, you know what? This is going to be my alibi." <laughs> well, They're exactly. stealing a little right. girl. This is going to divert some attention away. I don't know why he's so determined that he picks a fight with Miguel. And of course, of all people that are going to be able to beat up <laughs> Gary, it's got to be Karate Miguel. Now, there are a oh. lot of things in 24 that have happened over the years that you kind of laugh at and mock. There's going to be a moment in season three that I just remember bursting a laugh. Probably not one of the famous ones, but just bursting a laugh. You're like, oh, that is so bad. 
I completely forgot about Karate Miguel until the fight started. I'm like, oh, this is it. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> he's doing his spin kicks. And even he's got like his, the, the, the karate chop, like strip fists, where he's like bouncing back and forth. I was like, come on, Gary, let's go. Whoa. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, but I, in a weird way, I kind of love it. Maybe it's because I forgot about it for years, but it was just so painfully bad that I got a good laugh out of it at least. I'm watching it again now and I love the kick. I, lo- I love like he roundhouse kicks him onto the hood of a silver car and then Gary's like, ah, and falls down. Knocked out again. Talk about concussion. Gary's probably got some brain damage going on right about now. But then it's not even a case of like, like, oh, his keys are on the ground. Hey, I've got an idea. Kim literally goes to see his car. Get his keys. Like, <laughs> so, like you were legitimately like breaking so many laws here, Kim. But, oh, daddy's in CTU. I'll get out of it. Like, this is Kim's cavalier attitude to life. She's so bad. And, again, nuclear bombs going off. And this isn't the first time Kim's going to have loose lips sink ship. She's going to tell everyone that the nuclear bomb's going off <laughs> later on in the day with a pretty semi-famous cameo that we get later on when she gets to the cougar. But it's, ah, uh, <laughs> she's just the worst. And, like, yeah. again, like, we don't even get to this storyline until about, like, 20 minutes into, like, at least the clock. Like, I think it's, like, one nineteen. we see it. And then this forms the majority of the last part. Like, this is the problem with this episode. This is the most high stakes you get in this episode. And it's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. I do not give a shit about this storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I love Alicia Cuthbert. She's going to get redeemed next season. She was somewhat redeemable last season. She is so beyond redeemable in yeah. this season. She is terrible. Uh, Kim's terrible, sorry. Alicia Cuthbert isn't terrible. She's doing what she can with this shit material. It's it's so bad. Uh, let's do the Palmer's drama next. Because um, really there's nothing to it. I just realized I have like three lines in my notes here. Uh, basically, Palmer ha- has the press bombarding him. And for the first time ever, he's like, I have no comment for the press. And they're all like, oh, come on. I've been great with the that, press, everyone. That, <laughs> show us that card trick again. Is this your card? Yes. All right. There we go. Palmer's back. Be that big uh, teddy bear. Grr. <laughs> Grr. Because uh, we can't. Press. <laughs> Why can't you talk to us? Because we can't. We can't. <laughs> but uh, good news. Sherry's there. Uh, But here's my problem. Again, it's just, it's so, well, how did you get in here? Well, I used to be married to you a lot. These people still respect me. Okay. Um, So I, yeah, I, I, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. I really have been watching too much American crime story. haven't I? (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I heard that uh, the military has been evac'd from Los Angeles. Where did you hear that? Well, just some friends. Stay there, Sherry. He goes outside. Did we evacuate the military? <laughs> yes. Didn't you want me to? No. You're, this is your last warning. <laughs> this is just like Raber. <laughs> and, and the way that poor Stanton is like, oh, 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 I'm sorry, Mr. President. I thought that was the plan. He just turns into a bumbling fool all of a sudden. Yeah, no. Sorry, boss. <laughs> But then he he comes back in and Sherry gives him no information at all. Like, this is what's so bad about this is that Palmer has no reason to go. The Sherry's not saying, listen, I know about, she can come and say, I know about the nuke. I can be of some help here because there's, there's some bad people in your administration. She basically doesn't know about this. She's like, let me help you. I, 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 I could be useful. Okay. But I got my eye on you, Sherry. By the way, a nuke is coming. And she's like, what? Well, I'm out of here now. This it's is just like a- the funniest recap ever because this episode is so bad. And then you just sum it down to just all these little things. It's perfect. We need to like an animated version of this. <laughs> Dude, I didn't mean to, boss. There's a nuclear bomb and I've got my eye on you. What? <laughs> This is the that's the entire Palmer storyline this week. That's it. Um, which is, and, oh, maybe maybe some people in his administration are sabotaging him. That's which, her information. But that's the carrot, right? Like in all jokes aside, that's important because that is where it gets juicy later on in the season. Is the Palmer stuff? But yeah, like the things that I love. Okay, cliffhanger last week. Chopper sh- down. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> duh, 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 duh. Again, 
if you're watching this back to back, it doesn't time well because that was at like 12:58 p.m. This is like at 102 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And straight away the press like, who is there, Mr. President? Oh, well, we got no comment, no comment. Oh well, we'll release a statement very soon. Um, because we can. Like it's, I mean, <laughs> no one is that quick. And literally five minutes later, have they found a black box yet? Like Jesus Christ! I wish the real world worked as fast as 24. Um, <laughs> But like, I like you're right with Sherry. Like, I I'm so happy Sherry's back. I think part of it comes down to similar to what I said to Nina. It's too soon. Like, it's I always forget how uh, quick they bring her back. And I get it. She's credited as a main star this season, and it's the only season Penny Johnson Gerald is. But next season they bring her back so much better because there's more dramatic nature to it. Like this, it's literally like even the way you kind of see the. The, sh- the shot of, like, somebody putting on lipstick and, like, oh who's waiting for Palmer in here? Ooh, who is it? Who is it? And then straight away it's just Sherry. And he's like, oh Sherry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Armus. Um, I'm going to make this up to you, Mr. President, I swear. Puts on a wig. Oh, Mr. President, <laughs> call me Monica. Um, but, like, but you're right, like, because even the way she does this and she's just like, oh, who? Who evacuated the military? And then Palmer. Did we? Duh, I don't know. Did we? I'm the president. Did we do that? Duh. And they're like, even, I'm sorry, why does he then tell them to go back? Like, yeah. I mean, like, what if you have stationed, like, your top military men and women in LA and the bomb goes off? Oh, <laughs> fuck. Russia and China are going to be watching that going, oh, sweet. All I knew that was Squad 72 <laughs> stationed in Los Angeles. The, the, the best of the best. Let's Let's invade. But... Even, like, this whole, like, play of, like, oh, the NSA are evil. Like, what what did the NSA do to the writers of 24 this season that they're so fucking yeah. evil all of a sudden? But, like, even this whole conversation with Sherry, I wanted to love it because, like, I love Sherry and I love this whole section. But then, like, Palmer's dumb. I'm sorry. I love Ka- Palmer. But, like, he's just coming across as so dumb this season because he's just like, you better not be up to your manipulation tricks. And even like Sherry's look, she's like, who, me? <laughs> I mean, I'm good. Like, she's got like this look on her face. Like last season, what was so good about it was that she played it off so well, like when she was lying. Here it's just kind of like, okay, she's up to shit. And like mm. Palmer's just dumb. You divorce this woman for a reason. Well, sort of. We, you know, debunked most of the reasons, but still, you know, she did try to, Get what's a face to fuck you. That's not probably not cool. But like, the point is, Palmer, you're dumb. Like, <laughs> I've got plenty of exes, and if one of them came in and said something, oh, this better not be your classic tricks. <laughs> but I trust you, you old scallywag. Have a phone and <laughs> presidential clearance. Lol. Keys out watching the tube. Give him a call. He might want to see you're up to. Oh, scallywag, Sherry. Oh, you're a good lad. Let's go. Oh, you got the um, estimates of death casualties for me? <laughs> we need more death probability reports. <laughs> Would you kind of say, like, the, the whole cutaways at the end, you know, the dramatic, like, tension with the, the, the split screens. I love when they cut to Palmer's and everyone's around the table, like, going, oh, casualty reports, casualty reports. Palmer's just sitting there going, hmm, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> and even when he says to Stanton, Stanton, can I see you in my office? A nuclear bomb is about to go off. <laughs> you don't have time for this crap, Palmer. There's a time and place to have that conversation. <laughs> oh, yes. Scallywag. Um, oh, but, you. <laughs> but, but we know that this storyline is going to pay off later it on. Does. So it actually it's somewhat, does. I somewhat yeah. forgive it. Um, now, now into stuff I kind of like. And, and I probably shouldn't because I'm going to mock it just as much. But Tony's interrogation of Reza. Uh, now this is just Carlos Bernard. Like if anybody in this season is allowed to get away with just being too casual is Carlos Bernard. Cause he's got one mode. It is Carlos mode and this is it. So we, uh, we have some Intel and, uh, it doesn't look good for you, Reza. Uh, by the way, you attended a mosque in London, right? Where all the terrorists came out of. Uh, I love that Reza here is basically like, listen, I'm marrying a blonde white woman. <laughs> A Protestant. And Tony's like, whoa, man, if she had been Methodist, then I would have bought this terrorist, but not a Protestant. <laughs> you had me until Protestant, you <laughs> fucking terrorist scum. <laughs> when Tony, like, when he's basically saying, Reza's right. Again, we look at this now, uh, and I would love to hear from somebody who's only watching this the first time now. What is your suspicion of Reza? Because in 2002, it was very different from what it would be in 2021. 
or 2022. I don't know when this episode's going on, <laughs> but uh, somewhere around there. In the 2020s. In the 2020s-ish. Mm. Uh, but uh, when he's basically, this is racial profiling, and Tony's like, you want to hear about racial profiling? There's a mosque in London. You're from London, right? <laughs> and this mosque trained terrorists. <laughs> You're Middle Eastern, right? So therefore, if you're from London, you must be a terrorist. And he even goes, that's where he has his boom. How's that for racial profiling? I'm like, Drop all right. <laughs> Drop Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so he's from London, and there is a single mosque in London that actually has been known to train terrorists. Because nobody else in London must have been Middle Eastern. Like he's the one Middle Eastern man who lived in London that might have attended a mosque. Terrorists. I'm still like, is Tony still not racially profiling him by like saying like, well, only people who go to mosques in London are terrorists. Like naughty, naughty. (laughs) Reza doesn't even say, do they even say that Reza ever attended that mosque? It's basically like, listen, I'm from, yeah, he's like, I'm from London. He goes, you know what? There's a mosque in London. London's a very big city. (laughs) Bigger than LA. Like I like, it's both of them are just like weird here because like I even love like, I love this razor you know, I love this razor scallywag oh you this razor uh, but like the way, I, I say that often when I shave I love this razor um but <laughs> Gillette the best a man can get sponsor of the Oz Network but I love like his thing of like yes I'm marrying a white blonde American woman who's a Protestant um and like I'm just thinking like imagine if they were like, oh you're right absolutely okay by the way I just got to put through this um oh can you. To clarify this visa application, uh, Osama Bob Laden uh, marrying a white woman who's a president. Clearly not a terrorist. And is that true? Yes, that's that's my friend Osama Bob Laden. Okay, well, tick, mustn't be a terrorist. Lol, sorry for the mistake. Scallywag on your way. Um, is that going to work? Like, seriously, but Tony's definitely racially profiling this guy still. Like, yeah. you know, like, well, you're of Muslim descent, aren't you? You've been to London. Have you ever been to a mosque? <laughs> well, and Tony threatens to arrest him with no grounds to arrest him, too. And, and like, let's make it worse, right, for the suspicion. And I know we talked to Philip Reese about this, but when, when Tony gives his drop mic speech, Razor's reply, I want my lawyer. To which Tony's yeah. reply is, no. No. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, I'm going to flash forward next week. Let's remember this next week where somebody else is allowed a lawyer. <laughs> Razor was not. <laughs> well, racial profiling. But like, <laughs> I'm no expert when it comes to American legal procedures, but I think everyone has a right to... I've seen enough procedural cop shows, so you have the right to a, an attorney. Well, Tony, like, again... But like, this is this is where, again, you need a simple line. Don't just be like, no, because you come across as a dick, particularly when you're going to give somebody else a lawyer next week. Like, literally be like, this is where Jack would be better. Like... Give me armors. Like this, like cool, calm. You know, like Tony. No, I'm gonna rub my soul patch and just look at you because I'm Carlos Bernard. Um, like it's just, oh, this episode is terrible. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be famous for all of our episodes here. I think my rating might be changing. Um, but but I. <laughs> I do, I do like that they're actually progressing the story here with Kate. Uh, but, but the best part about this, okay, so Reza's parents show <laughs> up. I just so wanted the moment where they walk in the door and Kate just taps them. Agent Almeida, I got him! I got him! <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to Reza's Kate. Uh, some men. Who were these well, men? I, just some men. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, I, I don't know. They were from the government. They said something about terrorism. What's that about? <laughs> but uh, when she goes in to talk to Marie, again, oh. Kate is a weird, she's such a weird character in that everything is wrong with her, but yet everything works so well because it actually, there's there's context. 2002, it makes sense, unlike yeah. Kim and some of the other garbage in this season. But uh, when she goes in and she's just immediately talking to Marie, she's like, I think we ought to cancel the wedding. From Kate's perspective, all they're doing is questioning him. They have not said anything about it. We just have some questions from him. Listen, we better cancel the wedding. Like, Kate is the worst maid of honor of all time. But like, I hands think, down. But I do, the thing I do love here is Marie's reaction to like Bridezilla in like five seconds. Oh my yeah. God, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> like, 
falls out. It's very like bold and the beautiful esque, but you know what? Like, <laughs> like, like she's still coming across as just super racist, particularly with the parents. I'm just expecting her to be going, "Oh, wearing a burqa, are we?" Okay. <laughs> Which, Where which, were you on 9-11? Do you, do, you, do you know this guy, Osama Bob Laden, trying to sneak into the country? <laughs> but, like, I just, I love her reaction. And then as soon as, like, oh, you know, Daddy John Terry gets related, what? You can't re- arrest my dad. He's white. <laughs> <laughs> I know I jumped ahead a little bit there, but, um, you know. <laughs> well, basically that's the end of it, is that Reza transferred some money um, to an account of Syed Ali, like what i just i just transferred it i was told to transfer it by bob warner (laughs) (laughs) and tony's like no way no way is that man terrorist again like i also love the fact that when Razor's parents are like i am sick to death of being in this country and just because we are muslim you think we are terrorists um but like i love this whole this whole connection comes (laughs) down to I, I thought originally it was all like, oh, you were in the same country as Saeed Ali like three times. You must be a terrorist. Yeah. Now it's about a bank transfer that's come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, could have told this earlier. But then, again, even here, terrorists, I'm sure, do normal bank transfers. Like, I'm sure Osama Bin Laden went onto eBay and bought <laughs> season two of 24. So, like, is, you know, eBay seller, like, Big Jug's mum, 69, from <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Is she a terrorist because she accepted money from Osama Bin Laden to send the DVD to the caves in Pakistan? Like, I love this automatic, like, racial profiling jump down the throat. Like, again, you're trying to find a nuclear bomb here and you're like, oh, Saeed Lee, he got some money from a company. <laughs> Terror? Oh, there's a Muslim who works for them. <laughs> Fucking terrorists. <laughs> like, that's, that's their logic here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's really not good. <laughs> but I, I do I do love the ending, though, when, like, it's all, like, oh, plot twist. Like, oh, could it be the dad? Like, in all seriousness, like, we're making fun of it. But, like, again, this storyline does get good, too. And I, I like this whole, yeah. oh, maybe it is. Because, like, again, I watch this live and I'm like, fuck, oh, no, he's the terrorist. Like, oh, like, cool plot twist. Um, And the plot twist gets even better when you find out who actually is the terrorist. But... I love, like, kind of this dramatic nature about how, like, Razor comes out, hugs mum and dad, hugs Marie. Marie doesn't give a shit about the fact that her dad's about to get arrested. What's going on? And Razor's just like, I told the truth. Ooh. Yeah. What and did then you they tell just, them? The truth. And they all just walk off and Kate's like, oh, no, daddy, no. Like, oh. Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the end. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I mean, here's the thing. I I actually look back on this now and I feel like maybe Razor, this isn't spoiling anything yet because we don't know where this is going, do we? But maybe they're they're making Razor too sympathetic even in 2002 when they have Tony saying, I'm going to march you out there in front of your parents in handcuffs. Because the parents are like, we, we have no reason to be suspicious of them. But that also wouldn't work either because the parents are immediately like, Oh, of course, because he's, you know, Middle Eastern, he must be a terrorist. So what happens if, if, if Razor calls his bluff and it's like Tony marches him out there? We're going to feel even more sympathetic towards Razor. Uh, yeah. So if there's if there's one fault of this storyline, it's that looking back now, maybe they didn't do enough to make Reza look suspicious. Because in, in all seasons of 24, you always have red herrings and everything like that. And I feel like this has probably been done. I, I wouldn't say this has ever been done more interesting. This was the most interesting storyline we've had of are they or are they not a villain? Um, mostly because of the time period it was placed in and and how it all plays out. But there have been other ones were definitely bigger shockers. Look, I see what you're saying, but I would disagree to the fact that when you rewatch this and you know what happens they're doing a very thin thread here in terms of like why they're accusing this guy. It literally comes down yeah. to the fact that he's Middle Eastern and he has a slight connection to Saeed Ali. Like, yeah, that's like you could have written comes- something in there. Yeah. Where, because- like you said, you were you were in the same convention. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, I don't know, like even with the mosque line, like we know we've got a photo. Here's a photo of you and Saeed Ali at the mosque on this day. Like, mm-hmm. like to me, the Nina one last year before we found out she really was, like the whole double bluff. 
um, like the whole early season part where it's like, oh, it's Nina, she's evil. Like that to me was more like, oh, what? Like, because, yeah. you know, you kind of weren't, you're thinking like, wow. And then what made Nina's reveal even more epic at the end was that you didn't suspect her at all because you're like, well, she's clear. She's fine. So mm-hmm. it, it is Mason or it is Tony, you know what I mean? So that's what made that so epic. And, and spoiler alert, Razor's not the bad guy here. So there's not a double bluff coming with Razor. So mm-hmm. yeah, spoiler. Go back and listen to our interview with him. Yes. Um, all right. So onto the Jack stuff. And here's a lot of nothing happening as well. because uh, They basically immediately say, we're wait- okay, we just have to wait for the pardon to arrive. Now I'm looking at monitors. So electricity's working there. We know they're taking phone calls. So the phone lines are working. Do they not have a fax machine? <laughs> Do we have to wait when a bomb is going to go off in Los Angeles? Do we have to wait uh, this is basically, they they wrote the episode, they're like, oh, you know, we're coming up approximately 10 minutes short <laughs> on screen time this week. What are we going to do? Um, fax lines are down. Got to send a bike messenger with the pardon. <laughs> like, that's how this is coming. You got some guy, they're cycling, you know, down Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> I, got, I got an urgent pardon here. Let me through, everybody. But, but even this like... Are they told? Like, I mean, is this just like Jimmy on his bike decal? Like, and he's like dropping, like it's, it's fucking Peter Parker and like what, Spider-Man 2 with the pizzas? Like, you know, yeah. he's dropping stuff and like, oh, yes, I've got a package here. Uh, it's for George Mason. Oh, George isn't available. Like, no, I've he George can only sign it. Oh, we'll just sit it on the desk. He'll get it later. Like, you know, oh, okay. Or like the whole drop thing, like no one's available to sign for it. So they take it back to the post office. you got to collect it after 4 p.m. Like, I yeah. mean, is it kind of one of the, it's a presidential pardon. Like... <laughs> I just want to picture this delivery guy being like modern day deliveries, ring the doorbell and run away. <laughs> oh God, yours ring doorbells now? Jesus Christ, it's been back in Australia. I go to the letterbox, there's a piece of paper there. You weren't home. Come click this up before. <laughs> I've been home all day sitting near the front door. You didn't even knock, you lazy bastard. <laughs> if they never got the pardon, they could have gotten a whole other episode out of this. Exactly. This exactly. is, again, no urgency. It makes no logical sense. A nuclear bomb is going to go off. If, if we still were at the point where they're like, listen, th- there's something that's going to happen. We don't know what the attack's going to be. We could forgive this lack of urgency. But the second they said in episode one, nuclear bomb, you're going to be super critical of the rest of this because they're not sending a courier with the pardon agreement for Nina. And it's also a case of, again, it's this lack of urgency. You Like, it's a great shot of Jack sitting there going, hmm, and, like, staring at Nina. But, like, again, you are a counter-terrorist unit trying to stop a nuclear bomb, and you're just going, hmm, what can I say? Hmm, George, you're still sick, hmm. Like, just fucking <laughs> burst in there and, like, you know, oh, yes, scallywag, Nina, what are you scallywag. up to? You? Oh, you, your evil ways, lol. Oh, killing my <laughs> wife. Oh, you got me there. Oh, you. I'll get you next time. Um, but, like... Like, there's a real, like, there was an epic scene I love, which I've marked down as a potential top five. But, like, even that doesn't save this episode because even the Jack stuff, like, it's just, I don't even know how to describe the Jack stuff in this episode because it's just, it, it's good, but it's also, it's almost very cartoony. Like, he it walks is. in the room and shoots her twice in the head. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the zero to a thousand Jack that we get yeah. this week, which, I mean, that is a Jack Bauer thing. I think my biggest problem with this is that the dilemma we're going to get played out over a couple episodes here is, which really they started last week is, is Jack just trying to get into, is he more concerned with revenge on Nina than he is with stopping this bomb? Mm. Um, Which again, doesn't actually make much sense because there's no way Jack is going to, Jack already knows Kim's having trouble getting out of the city. I mean, his priority doesn't care about her in this episode at all. Exactly. (laughs) But, uh, but I, I think that they go too far in trying to explain Jack's actions. So what's going to happen at the end of this episode and in next week's episode where it's all supposed to be questioning, Ooh, what's Jack up to? We've already clearly stated, this is all a game for him. Like, like I, what he says to Mason, I want Nina to think that my revenge is my goal and not this bomb. But when you tell Mason that's your plan and it is so logical and you convince the audience, they're not going to be convinced later on when he's drugging other agents in a van. Yeah. And like, the thing is, it's why as an audience, are we going to question? Because if from the get go, when you get Jack back into CTU, 
you drop that carrot of, oh, Nina's here today. Like, that kind of... Like, because we already know his desire is to stop this bomb. That's the only reason why he's come back in because the president has asked him. It just so happens that this just happens to be connected to Nina. So, oh, bonus for me. But, like, we already know that Jack's hanging around to do this because, you know, he's going to stop the bomb. And Jack's going to want to get revenge and, spoiler alert, like, it's going to be a big plot line moving forward. Of course it is. But, like, again, Jack Bauer, even at this early stage in the series that we know Jack Bauer is not going to sacrifice... Like, he would not sacrifice the life of David Palmer last season. Is all of a sudden he going to sacrifice the life of five million innocent citizens (laughs) just to kill Nina Myers? No. I mean... (laughs) The thing that's also ruined this is, like, we get our first confrontation between Jack and Nina. Like, this should be this... And, like, I've marked it as a top five because I do kind of like this sort of moment when he's just being all casual, calm, and you're worse than a traitor, and then just out... I love this bit where he just literally throws that table out of nowhere. Like, that is cool. And then when he pins her against the wall... Yeah, pushing the chair right up against the wall. Like, that's that's an epic moment. That is epic. But then it just turns too cartoony. Mm -hmm. That you walk in the room... And you shoot her twice on either side. Like, it reminds me of the scene in Goldeneye when Zukowski shoots, like, Bond either side. And Bond's like, oh, no, not my balls! You know, <laughs> five o'clock to tell maybe here. Like, but, like, that's a Bond movie. Like, you're part, this is meant to be super, super serious. And, like, what makes it even worse is you've got security guard Jenkins outside the door, clear as day, doesn't even flinch. Did he, like, did Jack go to, like, Jenkins, don't mind me. I'm just going to fire a couple of rounds of me old Smith & Wesson. Might give you a bit of poo in the undies, but you'll be okay, mate. <laughs> You've seen worse. Like, walks in, bang, bang. And, like, I love when they cut to, like, Mason and um, Michelle. Michelle does nothing in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, the first time it's all like, damn it, Jack, damn it, let her go. And he's all like, no, it's a, as you say, like, it's a ruse. But, like, are they just watching there going, oh, well, you're lucky he's a good shot, lol. Like, <laughs> like you know, tied, <laughs> loosened the collar. Oh, that could have been risky. <laughs> What Jack do you need a scallywag, Jack? <laughs> scallywag. <laughs> oh, you, Jack, and you, you're shooting your guns off, chopping people's heads off. I'm going to know you. But, like, logically as well, there's no reason for Jack not to tell Mason, listen, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to fire a gun, or even just, you don't even have to tell the audience that because you want the audience to be surprised. Like, Mason, yeah. I'm going to tell you, this is my plan. And then, doot, doot, you cut to commercial break and you come back. But when Jack does all this and he comes out, clearly Mason had no idea. And I love Jack's surprise too. Mason's like, all right, Jack, that's it. You're finished. You're out of here. And Jack's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) You just fired a gun at the only person who could stop this bomb and didn't tell anybody about it. He's like, why? (laughs) You're not even a freaking agent. Again, you're a citizen. We we just need one scene where they, like, give him his clearance back. Like, like, that's all you need. Maybe there was a deleted scene or something like that. They removed it. But, like, are we still just establishing the fact that Jackie's a private citizen right now (laughs) going on this, like, mission? And just because he's got training, like, again, if you're a cop, like, okay, I get it, like, in crises. Like, I know a 9-11 is our reference of the episode. But, like, I, I know that, like, retired firefighters and cops went down there and helped out no matter what. Like, it's true. They did that and fine. It's it's a crisis and maybe they don't need clearance. But last year they made – last season they made a point of, like, oh, at the end of the day, Jack, you're going to have to see this person and that person because of your whole – and, like, make it a bit of realism. Are they not going to add this whole fact that, like – Jack, you just killed a witness, like, and chopped his head off and killed a couple of people. And now you're threatening this. We might have to, you know, get you a committee later on. Like, where's the Senate <laughs> hearing book part two? Have you bought that yet, Colin? Um, <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's fine when you turn the wick up from zero to 100 for the table scene, but then all of a sudden shooting around the head and yeah, fucking poison, too much. poisoning poor Ed. Like, I mean, <laughs> Ed. <laughs> Again, they're so short on guys. They're like, we're going to bring in Ed from Division. <laughs> and then this, Jack again. He comes back. This isn't Ed's only appearance. We get Ed in season three. So this yeah, is like I, a multi-season I character. That. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I was Googling this guy who played Ed, and I completely didn't even – I don't even know if when season three aired, I realized it was the same guy. But yeah, Ed's going to – Ed will return in season three. <laughs> but, but like, uh, I, I love I love Ed. Like, kind of like, oh, we're going to get Ed to come along. And I just – I love this – like – Again, it's another great scene. Sarah Clark's really good in this episode. Like, I love, like, yeah. Sarah Clark being panicked and kind of, like, realising, you know, that Jack's kind of there. And But I, I love the scene when she's just basically like, so, Ed, how you doing? And he's <laughs> just like, no, Nina, don't talk to her. Oh, come on, Ed, you know, you and I. I'm not your friend, Nina. I know what you did. Leave me alone. 
<laughs> so you, know, you contact so, Jack. <laughs> what's so great about that scene is that we get to see Nina for what she is. Because mm. really, if you think about it, from the audience's perspective, we had the whole Nina thing revealed to us at the end of episode 23. Yeah. We had one episode to observe Nina as Nina is and not Nina undercover. And everybody here talks about Nina. So don't, she's dangerous. She'll manipulate you. It's just like Sherry. Oh, you're manipulating again, aren't you? Uh, but Scallywag. Scallywag. <laughs> but we actually get to see who Nina is here for the first time ever in the show. Yeah. So as absurd as it is that Jack is going to poison or drug, he slipped a roofie into Ed's water <laughs> bottle here. After he's asked right Ed. Poor Ed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, to be able to see Nina actually playing people and like oh you know that jack's just gonna want to i'm the one who killed his wife like it's this is as hard as i find it to believe that nina would just keep coming back over and over and over again this is why i love nina because you can put her in one episode or in some cases you know even less let's let's put her in a a cameo in an episode and you're instantly gonna buy in you're like yes nina's back the thing that I think, like, yeah, I want to talk about that, but, like, one thing that I think would have been great with Nina, and this is kind of a spoiler alert for next season, but, like, literally make Nina the big bad of a season. And literally, yeah. like, have her as the third arc boss, so that's the big revenge. Like, get rid of her this season and then don't bring her back next season to, like, episode 17 mm. or 18. And spoiler alert, that's not what happens, which, you know, kind of they missed an opportunity there. But the things that I, I'm with you, I like... The thing that I like about the Nina stuff here is the conversation that Jack has with her in that scene, which I think is great. It's when Jack is literally saying, like, you're worse than a traitor. You don't have a cause. You just go where the money is. And, like, that's where it's kind of she's very an interesting villain because, yeah, it's not like like that line that she had last season. If you think I work for Drazen, I don't. Like, and clearly she was selling the CTU plans to Wald, like, when she was still at CTU. So, like... There's layers here, and I, I don't know if they ever did a comic or a book on Nina. Like, I think it would be great to sort of get to the the depths. And in all seriousness, if you were ever to bring back 24 and have, like, a spinoff or a prequel, I want a Nina series. Oh, yeah. I want to know why Nina did, because you never know. You never find out. And, okay, it's good to have a bit of obscurity there, but at the same time, I want to know why Nina did this. So mm-hmm. that's where she is very interesting, and I'm with you. I love this kind of, like evil manipulation scene when she's kind of saying this to like Ed, like, you know, basically like, oh, you know, Jack's going to go to jail and because he doesn't care and he wants revenge. And even when she drops the line of like, because I killed his wife and you just see Jack there and you're like, oh, Jack's not going to take that shit. But then like what I love is when he poisons dear old Ed and then she's kind of like goes to the ground. That look that Jack's got on his face is a cliffhanger. Yeah, like, smirk. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and that's like, but like, that's the difference where like, Kiva Sutherland just does this look where, and then just Sarah Clark's look on her face like, oh, shit. Like, it's just, as much as I hate this episode, I just love that, like, section because you're all of a sudden like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Jack's Jack's on board now. And we get, like, I, I think I mentioned it last week, but there's a scene in a couple of episodes which I will fight to be in the top five of this. It's just a dialogue scene. It's so great. It's emotional. and like, Jack like, and Nina. Yeah, the way Keeper delivers it um, is just epic. That, it, that might even be next week. I, I don't even know. But, um, yeah, but, like, this episode is, is right. Poor Ed. It's been roofied. Um, not Ed. No, Ed. <laughs> uh, just to kind of wrap it up, the whole plot here is that she is going to take them to uh, Mahmoud Fahim, a name that we have heard, one of a dozen names we have heard, and the audience has no clue who it is. Uh, but she's not going to give his location or whatever until they're there, which made no sense to me. She's mm. like, no, I'm not going to give you the location until we're there. And he's like, well, then how will we know where <laughs> there is, <laughs> Nina? Gets on the plane. Where are we going? I won't tell you till we're there. But we're so <laughs> there. I won't tell you till we're there, damn it. Terms of my partner, now fly the plane. All right. Um, let's go to San Diego. <laughs> it's Visalia, which we're going to uh, – I found I found a loophole that I bet isn't in your trivia book uh, next week, or not a loophole, a plot hole. Uh, I, it's not in your trivia uh, book for next week. Yeah, I I haven't looked that far ahead. I, I will tell you that this week's trivia is nothing exciting. Carlos Bernard talks well, about racial profiling, and uh, they talk about presidential pardons and the fact that uh, Keeper Sutherland used a real gun in this episode. So cool. It, really, the only proper trivia bit on here on uh, Twenty Four Wiki is uh, that the mosque that they mentioned in London, that line had to be removed when they aired this in the UK. I'm guessing it's a real mosque. I don't know why they couldn't come up with a fictional one 
You know, the, the, like they mentioned this, of course, somebody is going to, if this is a real place or maybe it's not a real place, I don't know. And they just figured in the UK, no, we're not going to have this line. Well, uh, but- I, I mean, I assumed it would be fake. I mean, are they, I feel like it'd be dumb if they real. Oh, it is a real mosque. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's just foolish. Like you come up with a fictional name and this, it, it almost, the entire scene makes no sense without that line. Yeah. And they, they decided they were going to write in a real mosque and basically tell people don't go here because terrorists come out of it but but like because that it is dumb because like i mean particularly if it has connections um because like again like uh, you live in an age where you can google this pretty quickly like why can't you just be like oh and they went to the south london mosque like sounds real to me like i I, i'm not gonna be like oh suck up a continuity like you should be using a real mosque. Like, I mean, they're not, they, they're too scared to name an actual country in this. Like, we know it's freaking Yemen, but like, yeah, y- you oh, know, like we're gonna get what is it, S- Senegal or whatever in a future yeah, season? Yeah, exactly. So, like, y- you're afraid you're making up countries, and, and they do make up countries, don't they? Later on as well mm-hmm. with the, the president Omar, whatever his name is. Um, so yeah, why why do they use a real one? And oh, shit, we're gonna, <laughs> Cut this out of the London one. <laughs> Don't want to recruit those mm-hmm. pesky London terrorists. <laughs> I was uh, to say, I do love the trivia on on this though. When they're literally like, this episode features the first interaction between Jack Bauer and Nina Myers. It was the first interaction <laughs> between David Palmer and Sherry Palmer since season one. Like six episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a month and a half. You six know, hours. Jesus. Uh, you have anything else in your your official guide? No, as I said, it's it's presidential pardons are real. Apparently, I think it says like only ten percent of presidential pardons are ever granted. Um, so get yours in now, Colin, if you want <laughs> Mr. Biden to hear it. Uh, just like, is it a thing? Like, do you hear about Justin Trudeau pardon someone? Like, is that a thing in your political system? I don't hear about it in Australia. I don't, I don't think, think a prime do minister it. has that power. No, only a president has that power. I think first say, only a cis deals in absolutes. <laughs> Uh, no, I, there's, there's there's nothing in the book. It's except for right. stupid steal of Karate McGill. <laughs> Makes me angry. And no, that is not our... Actually, I don't think that is our picture for this week. No, I don't think it is. If it is, oh. I'm changing it. <laughs> Can we just have him doing the roundhouse? Not the not oh. the karate pose, but him legs in the air. I might just do a steaming pile of shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, scallywag uh, well, little shit. Like I said, I, I was... I was enjoying this episode for being bad, but as every week seems to go, my opinions worsen. So I'm binning this. What are you doing? You're binning too. It's my first bin this season, believe it or not. I feel like I've been very negative. It's my first bin since episode 17 of last season. So, um, yeah, like I just, I can't like it's, and I, I'm putting this right at the bottom. This is my worst episode so far of 24. It's just like, even the fact that nothing happened, you got one great scene and you know, like even that's not enough to redeem it because it's just again the, the most action we get is Kim and it's so dumb. Yeah. Unlike Palmer, so we didn't even mention the whole elevator scene when Palmer's like, uh, well, like Stan's like, oh, maybe his prime minister blew him up. We're not even thinking that it could be oh, someone yeah. with an no. Let's get an investigation. You didn't need an investigation beforehand. <laughs> um, it's just it's just dumb. It's just silly, Miguel. Fuck off. Just just ugh. ugh. All right, and as far as ratings go, uh, this is my second bin of the season. I'm going to put it one spot above my other bin of the season, so this is number 25 for me. Wow, okay. Look at you putting up. I'm trying to see here on IMDb. Uh, I, I, I mean, talk, start talking about next week, Colin, and I'll see if oh. I can find this. Well, next week, Jack and Nina are going to be on a plane. Um, Kim's going to be doing more stuff. Um, Bob's going to be questioned <laughs> and many other things happen. Um, have you found it yet? <laughs> uh, no. Um, I'm still scrolling. I'm, I'm hoping it's on page two. If this is on page one, I'm going to be very upset with INDB ratings because usually, <laughs> you know, I'm scrolling through lots of day sevens day. No. Um, I, I, the, the scene I'm thinking about is not next week. It's the week after, but next week's, cliffhanger with Kim and the what's in the trunk um, is pretty bad. Are you kidding me? Is this episode on page one? This is oh. not a top half episode of 24. It's all Kim. It Like, seriously, they've put this in the first 100 episodes on IMDb <laughs> ratings 
are you actually effing kidding me right now? Like, Jesus Christ. Um, I I am worried to see where this is going to go. This is great. I mean, we're going shorter today, so this works. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, yes, We could also wag. go shorter and not waste everybody's time. <laughs> we probably could. We could edit this out. But, again, this is the Oz Network. When do we ever do this? Um, so... <laughs> How are the kids, Colin, doing well? Um, <laughs> you know how our other shows get nominated, get nominated for awards and, like, the New York Times mentions them? There's a reason why this never ends up on uh, other shows. Oh, here we go. 92nd. Oh, Get off on. it. Jesus Christ. 8.4 on IMDb? Like, God, an 8.4 Richter scale earthquake is more entertaining than this episode. If, if we encourage all of our listeners to go on there and rank it as a one, maybe we can get that down to an 8.3. Jesus Christ. What, like, that redemption is the lowest ranked episode on this. And it's not That's even an not episode. That's not fair at all. That, that Redemption's is not great. Redemption is good. I agree. Um, so, Redemption only has a 7.5. Wow. Wow. So where did you wow. rate this? Where, where did you rank it? Dead last. Dead last of all episodes of 24. Uh, well, as of right now, 30th. Uh, oh. <laughs> so it's our 30th episode, so it's number 30 right now. I don't think this will be the worst episode of 24. I mean, season six still We got come. season six to come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's there's definitely some seven and eight that I can remember, which aren't very good episodes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty also- sure my lowest is um, the, the the sniper, that, that douchey sniper CTU agent, the one yeah. of Revenge on yeah. Jack. We also have legacy to go, which I don't know if we're ranking legacy with these oh, episodes. That, that should be um, separate. Let's let's not let's not sour twenty four anymore. Are we gonna? I think we should rank the episodes of legacy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I, I think like I think even with redemption, because we're kind of having this discussion right now over on Breaking Bad. Download now of you know El Camino. Do we rank that with the episodes? And I say no because El Camino is a movie, and and twenty four mm. redemption is a movie. So yeah, just because it wasn't theatrically released, I still classify it as a movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, one more thing we get to look forward to next week. Uh, another character that I completely forgot about, and then when they appear, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're part of the show. And it's a character that I hate. Uh, oh, so, it's not mine. So Mike's back next week, isn't that. he? Is Mike back? It's not, not back next week, but it is nice a character I love, but another character that I absolutely hate. Right. Okay. I look forward to Mason's son. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Colin's so angry that I don't remember. It's Mason's son, Ben. <laughs> Jesus, will you get the hint? Scallywag, oh, you get things wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to have to sit through Mason's son uh, being whiny and everything next week. Um, but then Mike comes back, like we said. So look forward to it. Stay tuned. Tune in, download, listen, do stuff. <laughs> write about us in the New York Times. Our hey. other shows get mentions. <laughs> Bloody oath. Might, Our names are in the well. New York Times, Colin, and not for the reasons that you think. It's not Ben Wallace has been charged again. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you know, Jamie is rarely impressed by our podcast. I could interview Olympic gold medalists, Fran Drescher, James Bond villains, Star Wars actors, all this. Doesn't matter to her. She has mentioned several times the last couple of days, your name was in the New York Times. I'm like, yes, it was. You Thank got you laid that night. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say, my, like, I told my dad about the whole, you know, and again, at the time of recording this and releasing it, we've lost the award already, but, um, <laughs> you know, told dad, oh, nominated for award on, off the podium, Australian podcast. Well, oh, that's great, Ben. I told him about the New York Times. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You know, and the, the thing I love about it too, and we're just plugging another show, download off the podium, award nominated, now available in the New York Times, is the fact that they didn't just copy him. Like it was like freaking the 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 feed spot top twenty five. Yeah. They just copied and pasted our bio. Cool. Whereas like somebody actually wrote stuff about us. They're basically yeah, like and listened to the show and paid attention. They're like, oh, most shows are hosted by Olympic athletes, but this one isn't. So you get a different perspective. It's like, oh, okay, thanks. Jenny or whatever your name was. <laughs> I followed I, I her on Twitter. Read, I like her. I want to read the rest of the article, but I have to pay for the New York Times. But uh, I, 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 I found a loophole on that. I, um, it, it, if you got the app, you can read the whole article. So oh, I will um, get the app then. I've screenshotted the whole thing because I'm a cheap bastard and I stole it from the New York Times. So if you want to read the other pods, 
Uh, Emma, Emma Dibden. Thank you, Emma Dibden. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, on Off the Podium, we were listed in the top six Olympic podcasts I listened to before the Tokyo Olympics. So I'm guessing we will be number seven before the Beijing Games. <laughs> yeah, uh, we continue to drop in the rankings. Uh, we'll be back next week for more 24. My name is Colin, and why? Um, oh, God, what quotes do I have? I've used them all. Um, my name is Scallywag Ben, and <laughs> I'll make sure you listen to this show for 20 years. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.